awesome. And I've got Reese. Thank you very much for being here, mate. Lovely to meet you. Thank you so much for having me. So we're going to be talking about something which is like a, you know, like a dark, mysterious well to me. I have absolutely no experience in this at all. So <laughs> I'll try to muddle my way through this conversation as best as I can. But if if you're listening to this, listener, then obviously you're interested in influencers. You've, you've clicked through. You may be thinking about how to um, engage influencers for the first time. And Reese is going to talk us through it. So Reese, just before we get started, can you give us sort of 60 seconds on who you are, what your business is, and I guess why you're interested in this topic? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll try and be as brief as possible. I started out as a TV actor on a BBC show called Waterloo Road. Uh, I'd naturally built followers through people recognizing me on the TV show. And I spent a lot of my majority of my time as an actor in the green room. As my followers started to grow on Twitter, I started to get brands asking to send me products. Um, And to be honest with you, I had a great time. I was getting all sorts of products sent to my house. Um, It was like Christmas every day. Um, But what I'd noticed was that there was a demand in the market. This was before influencer marketing was a buzzword for brands looking to collaborate with influencers. But what I'd noticed is that they didn't have a clue what they were doing. Because if you looked at my audience demographics on Twitter, 80% of them were female. And all the brands I was collaborating with were male products. So first rule in marketing, get your target market right. Um, I'd noticed that Brands didn't have access to certain data points, so they weren't able to see who my audience were. The simple reason that they wanted to collaborate is because I had a lot of followers, um, and that's the trap that a lot of brands fall down. So I wanted uh, to help brands in the end collaborate with influencers effectively, um, and I started a social media agency. Um, and we were working with a variety of different influencers being celebrity friends at first, but then actually where we found most success was working with micro-influencers. Uh, that means you're having a 100 conversations with people at once. So logistically, that becomes a nightmare. And that's why I knew, knew I needed a tech solution. So during COVID, I built up a self-serve platform that enables local and online brands to collaborate with influencers at scale. Brilliant. Superb. So one of the things, well, I guess the reason why I was interested to connect with you, um, because we connected on LinkedIn um, and I found out that you were working um, as one of your sort of earliest customers with a bakery. And as you started talking to me about that case study, it obviously became apparent that this bakery didn't have a massive budget for... um, No budget, zero. No budget. (laughs) That is definitely not massive. And... um, I think that the vast majority of people who were listening to this at the at this moment in time, you know, where there's a cost of living crisis and every single co- cost line on the P&L is going up, I think many people would like to work with influencers, but they just think to themselves, well, I haven't got a £1,000 a month or whatever it is. So I'm really keen to dig in to how some a, a, a unique sort of local business can, essentially, can, can do that. So before we actually get into that, I just want you to um, talk to me about the value that influencers can bring. So before we talk about the how, what is the va- what is the point of working with an influencer? Nobody likes being sold to. Um, social media is a platform that we use to be educated or entertained, fundamentally. If you are being, uh, if you want to be present on these social networks simply because you think it's the place to be, um, 
it's important that you have a story. It's important that you have a narrative um, because at the end of the day, nobody likes being sold to. So working with influencers gives you the ability to tell your story through the eyes of different people. Um, and it enables you to tap into audiences um, from all different demographics, depending on what your ideal demographic is. Um, and influencers gives you the opportunity to market through people rather than at them in a nutshell. So it's almost like, um, like a warm lead in some respects, isn't it? It's like, a it adds a bit of gravitas to your product. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, influencers essentially, uh, have built their audience around a certain subject, whether that's because they're passionate about cooking food, whether that's because they're passionate about fitness. So you have to, first of all, figure out what your brand, um, what, what niche your brand falls into and specifically what type of influencers correlate with that. Um, mm. and would be a perfect collaboration for you in that regard. Yeah. Which takes us on to the, to the idea of using what's special about you as a brand to connect with um, an influencer. So regardless, so I, I think, you know, because you, you obviously work with independents a lot and, and local businesses. And I think one of the great things about that type of business is they've got a lot of character, you know, compared to bigger businesses. They've generally got a, a sort of a better, more um, identifiable personality. You might have the founder who's working on site, that type of thing. And that is an advantage that a bigger business doesn't have, right? So this is everything we're talking about now is how can a smaller business leverage that advantage in order to connect with influencers the first thing i want to ask you is how can a business find out uh, or clarify its or how, how which part how, how does a business know which part of its story an influencer would be interested in it's a great question it's, it's the it's the question that i love discovering most you say that small independent brands sometimes have, you know, the biggest story. Um, it's also just as difficult for bigger brands. In fact, sometimes they um, they make it really hard for themselves. And it's no fault of their own. It just means that they've got a big team. It means there's many people and many decisions that need to be made. And in doing so, that process is a slow process. Social media moves quickly. So... If you want the ability to be able to market through influencers, I think showing a bit of humility, um, giving influencers the opportunity to talk about your brand in the way that they perceive it is key. So, you know, not necessarily saying we want to work with you, we want to post this, and this is what you should say, that's never going to work right because people can see straight through it. To have an authentic influence collaboration, I think it's really important that you allow brands, the, the influencers, the creative freedom um, to talk about your brand however you wish. Um, the bakery that I'm specifically working with that have no influencer budget, the, the, the thing that I found most interesting was finding a way that we could get influencers on board with... Um, with no budget to pay them um, and only the uh, <laughs> only the opportunity to offer them a Freeman's pie. Come on, you've got to tell us more about how that works. 
<laughs> so the the brand briefed me and said, look, we're a local bakery based in Oldham. They've faced many challenges during COVID and they need to get themselves out there, right? Um, as a local business, it is hard because they don't have the resources to post on social media. Often they haven't much knowledge on it. And they certainly don't have a budget. So you're probably asking, you know, why the hell am I wasting my time with these businesses? But what I find is that this small local business, let's use the bakery, for, for example, had faced challenges during COVID, right? So when I'm outreaching to influencers, I'm not going to be turning around. I didn't turn around to them and say, you know, hey, we'd love to get you on. Uh, we'd love to get you on board because we've got a budget that's never going to work because they haven't got one. So what we did was I found the narrative of going down the route of offering influencers the opportunity to support a local business during COVID. Um, and just by going with that narrative before even mentioning Freeman's Pies, it was it was people that are wanting to get involved, maybe out of the remit how they usually collaborate, just simply because they want to help. And this is a local baker in Oldham that needed help. The, 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 the reason that I worked with this bakery is because Unlike, you know, they, they solely have been relying on footfall. But what makes this bakery special is that they've created an online shop on Etsy. Um, this gives the, the, the small local business the ability to ship their products nationwide. And in doing so, we can actually generate online sales for this small retail business. And um, being able to do that, I've seen an opportunity for them to scale pretty quickly. And now I'm testing that by uh, collaborating with influencers on the basis of wanting to offer support. Okay, so, uh, so we need to break this down, don't we? So you, so you found something, uh, a unique sort of connecting message from that bakery to some influencers, which in this case is support a local business. Um, why, why, why are the influencers inter interested in that when they could, you know, essentially there? I get that. I get that some influencers will be interested in that, but broadly speaking, why are you know influencers interested in that? Because it's a business to them, isn't it? They need to make money, don't they? So, are they making any money from this relationship? No, not at this stage. Um, they're doing it out of the goodness of the heart. Okay, um, and they're getting a free mince pie out of it. Um, but what what there also is an opportunity to do. Um, is license their content. So when an influencer posts, part of Social Plug's um, policy is that brands are able to use that content on social media. However, if they choose to use that content as an advert and put budget behind it because they've seen it's performing, if they choose to use it for a Spark ad or if they choose to use that content in a billboard or a magazine or whatever, then that's where they will need to pay for it. So there is an opportunity for influencers to be rewarded, uh, but that is on the basis that they produce great content that is performing and gives brands um you know a no-brainer to want to to license it mm. okay so let's let's think about another example potentially even a hypothetical example so um let's say we've got you know an italian restaurant and their thing is all you know their their big story is the fact that you know it's it's family owned it's um, authentic italian it's still local but you know their main story is we want to put it out into the world that we're a family owned italian restaurant they may choose they may 
choose to um well i probably will choose to to run with that story instead of the support local independence and they may have a you know small budget how would they then go about finding an influencer who cared about that particular thing well it's all about outreach isn't it essentially Um, finding that influencer first of all um i use instagram or tiktok um the narrative of helping a small local business might not work for everybody but in 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 the in your example of a, an Italian, it's just giving influencers an opportunity to to experience your brand. And why would they want to experience your brand? So, you know, we go by offering brands exclusive discounts or a freebie. So if it's an Italian restaurant offering influencers a free meal, um, a lot of, I've noticed a lot of influencers treat local collaborations very different to online. And they're more obliged to interact with your brand and post about them free of charge if you're a local restaurant and happy to do that for a free meal because it's an experience um and, and it, look, influencers love that so giving influencers the ability to get an exclusive discount or freebie is enough to encourage them in your store to create content around whatever it is that you, you'd like them to do which you can put in a brief it is interesting to me especially at the moment it seems like a very sort of like opportune moment because i was at a, a a local hospitality conference yesterday and um, somebody actually said on stage that we're going into a, a period at the moment where market and budgets may be cut even more as we get into like really tough months uh, after Christmas and you can leverage um, influencers to do things for you by just offering them things like free meals and I didn't I honestly was a bit shocked yesterday because I didn't think that influencers would and I think that maybe a lot of people who are listening to this maybe have been in the same boat as me where they they are they're a little bit surprised that influence influencers would do things for uh, not let's say non monetary uh, rewards let's say absolutely well it all comes down to what your objective is first of all you know you don't necessarily need a huge influencer with millions of followers if you're simply looking for native content for your Instagram feed. A lot of brands struggle to create content that performs on social. It's too scripted, it's too corporate. But influence content sits really well because it's in the voice of your consumer. So if you are looking for just general content about, let's say it's an Italian, a teacher, you know, just about the, the, the experience, the, you know, the vibe, what the restaurant looks like, the, you know, the visuals of the, the meals that they produce, you don't need an influence for millions of followers. You know, a, a micro-influencer or a nano-influencer with 5K followers is enough because you're, you're still getting great quality content. So mm. it really depends what you're actually after, what your objective is. But yes, you can leverage influencers for content and you can leverage influencers for marketing because you can tap into their audience. Mm, yeah, yeah. So we touched on it, but I don't think we actually we went deep enough on, on the um, the idea of how to find them. So, you know, let's say I've never found one before and I've, you, I think you mentioned Instagram and TikTok. So I've opened the app up, like li- literally like what is the best way to find some an influencer which marries up with my um, message of authentic Italian local business? Sure. Um, well, first of all, it's important to, to consider what type of content that you're looking for, right? Because influencers are, are different on different platforms. You know, influencers on YouTube's long-form content, except from your shorts. And then you've got, obviously, TikTok and Instagram, which is short-form content. So we find that 
most brands look for short form content, um, but long form content can also perform really well as well. So in the in the example that I use for Arundel Bakery, we're working with YouTube influencers, podcast influencers, TikTok and um, Instagram influencers. Um, if you were looking for um, the contact details of an influencer, simply head over to the head over to their to their social media profiles. You know, you've got the DMs. Um, but if you really want to make it a bit more formal and be able to tell more about your story, um, you know, DMs probably aren't the best place to do that. You know, emails feels a lot more official and you can get their email addresses by <clears throat> clicking the email button on the profile. If it's not on their profile, click on the link, have a look through their pages, see if it's in there. And then once you've got their email address on Instagram, um, what you can also do is head over to an influencer's profile. There's a little drop down. You click that drop down, it'll say suggested influencers and there are loads of other influencers just like that one. So it's a really great tactic to go and find more influencers just like the one you found that's perfect. Mm, yeah, that is a really good tip. Uh, but I'm gonna just push you to just drill down on the step before. How do, how do I find the first one? Like I, um, let's, say I, let's say I'm not connected with any at the moment. Like right. how, how do I find the first one? Okay, so do, are we established? Is this based on the fact that you already know what influencer you want to work with? No. Okay, so you don't have a clue what type of influencer you want to work with. First of all, why do you want to? Why do you want to collaborate with an influencer? That's the question I ask. First of all, why do you want to collaborate with them? Um, you know, going back to what I said before, is it for content? Is it for a shout out? Um, if it's for content, then probably go for five k followers. It's going to be in it. It's going to be easy for you. Um, you know, generally at Social Plug, we connect with nano, micro, and mid-tier influencers. Basically, any influencers up to 200k followers, you'll be able to contact them directly. Um, anyone above the region of 200k followers, they, um, they're probably not going to reply to a cold DM or email. They're just far too busy. And you have to go through the proper channels, which will be their management or their agency and more often than not, that's going to be an ex expensive collab. Um, so once you've established the type of influencer you want to work with, um, you've, you've then got to establish your niche. So to go back a step, whether that's food, fashion or fitness, right? Um, once you've established that, you want to be looking at their comments. You want to get a sense, you get an idea of what type of influencer this person is, what they represent and what their audience think of them. And you can do that by clicking on their Instagram comments and looking through them. Reese, so, yeah, so would you be just be searching for your for a hashtag in the in the search bar? Is that how you originally sort of find them, though? Is it like, so I'm Italian, would I just put Italian, hashtag Italian food and see what comes up? Use typical keywords, right? So food blogger, for example. Food blogger oh, okay. Manchester, food reviews Manchester. Um searching hashtags as well but you basically keyword search on social media is a great way to find influencers within your niche got it okay got it got it got it okay so, you, so you're using the hashtags i find that um i think instagram in particular is a terrible search platform i just think it's not made for search at all like you know i think the the way that you search on there is just compared to a lot of a lot of the other platforms is just terrible like i often find it's mad that if i if somebody says to me check out this person on instagram i can't find them in the search bar i have to google it and then the their instagram comes up as the first hit yeah it is difficult um 
but what we, we what we look for in the search bar isn't a specific person we look for keywords um, or hashtags that they probably are likely to post it about and that brings us to that influencer or uh, to help find a pool of them within a certain niche okay okay so let's let's follow along on the little timeline then so i'm, I'm an italian restaurant i know i want to get some shout outs um about my food locally I've gone into Instagram or TikTok. I've searched for Italian type food blogger. I've found sort of like five people who have got type of content who I'm in, that I'm interested in. And now I want to maybe reach out to them. So I'll either reach out on DMs or by email, as, as you said. How should I think about crafting that message in order to, um, I guess, to, to try and get over what my sort of um, vision or my sort of got idea you. is? Yeah. Connecting with influencers is about inspiring them to take action, essentially. Okay. It's crucial you get your story across in a way that feels as personal as possible. Um, you know, things to consider being don't talk about yourself. Instead, talk about what your story or your mission is. You know, be personal. You know, say hello. Love your recent post where you talk about this, you talk about that. You know, if you if you if you're being abrasion about it and you're messaging hundreds of influencers like hi would love to collab it clearly shows that you've took no effort to connect with that person if you don't care about them and you don't show that you've took your time to value and look at their content why on earth would they want to talk about your brand um so that's really important and what is also important is to follow up with influencers as well um, because often they're not they don't see your instagram DM, they might not see your email, it might have been missed. So always follow up with them as well until you get a yes or no. But obviously don't go mad with it. Yeah, yeah. And when, if I haven't got a budget or it's a very low budget, when when would I start talking about the offer for them? Would that be right at the beginning or would it be like a few messages in? Like how, how would that work? So in the example that we, you know, with Arundel Bakeries, um, we were led with the narrative, which was to help support a local business. And I said right away in the message that we don't have a budget, but I knew that the narrative outweighed uh, the, 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 the reward, if that makes sense. And they were doing it out of the goodness of the heart rather than actually money. And I think that's super important because even if you do have a brand of uh, with a budget, it's very easy to fall into the trap of, influencers wanting to collaborate with you simply because they're getting paid you're going to get a lot of yeses what what is actually really important is to do your homework and make sure that that is a suitable influencer um based on what you've seen and of course as i said the comments yeah yeah so i guess in a way it's like if i was reaching out and i didn't have a budget or it was very small i i know i'd be thinking in my head oh this is not going to go well you know because i'm telling them straight away that they haven't got a budget but really what i should be doing doing is being a bit more positive about it and thinking well actually what i've got to offer this particular like real unique strength of mine that i'm offering is is powerful and 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 is the offer so it's it's kind of like flipping it to be a bit more positive in my own mind i guess isn't it it's all about positivity um and it's being confident with the brand Mm. um you know have you got a strong brand have you got a strong product or service and if you have lead with that um and influencers will find a lot of value in in experiencing your brand your products uh, and your service and um, they'll be willing to get involved in in exchange for you know content or a shout out yeah 
I guess one one thing I was just thinking about while you were talking there, I, I guess the um, there are some people on online who are aspiring influencers as well. So like, I think you use the term nano influencers, which is cool. I've yeah. not heard that before. And I guess like the maybe some new or aspiring influencers who may have made a start um, and may have two, three, four, five, six, six thousand followers or whatever. And I guess those people m- more than the bigger ones will be more interested in creating like a, almost like a brand portfolio as well. But does that, does, does that, yes. does that make so sense? So basically yeah. um, work experience for influencers, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. So you've got an opportunity there to, to collaborate with inf- nano-influencers that are looking to build up their CV uh, and show basically case studies of things they've already done for brands. And, you know, influencers leverage that to build up the credibility and work with bigger brands. And, uh, and yeah. you know, within that, they get further growth. What is important to note, though, is that if you do want to work with nano-influencers as a brand, that means that you're going to have to have 100 times more conversations to get that same reach. Um, and uh, it is without doubt very hard to find them. Uh, and that's why now at Social Plug, I'm, I'm creating an incubator, uh, which is a, a, a digital course that teaches people how to create effective uh, content, how to find the niche, how to create content, and how to grow their, their Instagram or TikTok page. Perfect. What a fantastic way to close. Well, I think we'll leave it there because I think we've given people a hope. Hopefully, we've given people a, a, a fresh new way of looking at how they can, can work with influencers. Um, it certainly kind of made me think a little bit. So, we um we'll put your details into the show notes reese so if anyone wants to connect with you on linkedin then your linkedin bio will be on there and i know you said that you're going to start posting a lot of great useful content and resources yeah, I, on LinkedIn, well social so. plug um we we build i'm building it in public um so everything great. we do i put on linkedin um following this blog guys what i've done for you is i've revealed everything that we do to outreach to influencers via email um, at Social Plug, and that will teach you um, how to identify influencers, how to write emails, how to use our email marketing software called Clavio, and how to uh, optimize your campaigns to boost open reach and the chances of you collaborating. So, so go and check that out. Perfect. Reese, thank you so much for your time, mate. That was great. I uh, really enjoyed that, buddy. Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. I was waffling on a bit of places, but. No, it was great. Cheers, buddy. <laughs> no problem at all, mate. I really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah.